Blog Talk Radio. Everybody to Vibe Time with Jerry, and I got my co-host David Flowers on the air with me, and we are going Hello. to be talking to Holistic Wellness Blends, um, and they are based out of California. But before I do that, I just need to make a couple of announcements. One of the biggest announcements is, as y'all know, um, with paranormal stuff, All the latest activities and everything that's going on, just go to John Stevens' page under Virginia Paranormal Events. Or you can go to his website, www.virginiaparanormalevents.com, which is a really good website because it gives you a little bit more detailed stuff that's going on. Um, There's a lot of different private investigations coming up. A lot of people have a lot of different activities going on. So um, if you go check out his you'll be able to see it there. That's probably the best place to go. I've seen, I, I thought I saw on Facebook somewhere where there was, uh, wasn't there one that was kind of close close to that? Do you remember seeing it? I just can't remember the name of it. I'm talking about um, Virginia Paranormal Events. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get us to go public because we wasn't public on my wall. There we go. Virginia Paranormal Events, I thought that somebody had come up with a page that was similar to that. I just can't remember where I saw it at. I'll have to go back and look. Nothing will top John Stevens' page ever. Paranormal Virginia? That could be it. I'm not sure. Hello, there I am. Yep, there we are. All right, so we got Lori... Bradley and her husband Steve holding on the line, and they're going to be talking to us about holistic wellness blends. Um, and for y'all with the investigations too, days, Wednesdays and Saturdays, 9 p.m. You pretty much it's at Powhatan Resorts. What's the address? Can never remember. 3601 Ironbound Road in Williamsburg. Yep. Sorry, can't ever remember. He knows it. You go to the gate, tell them you want to go to, that you're going to do the manor house ghost hunt. We recommend that you get there at what time? No later than 8.45. Got that? No later than 8.45 if you're going to show up. And they also do um, private paranormal investigations, but you got to get a hold of David Flowers for all that. Right there, right there. Yeah. 
email you know, me just, at vapor757.david at aol.com, or you can message me through Facebook. Yeah, message him through Facebook, and uh, you'll be able to he'll be able to set that up for you. I do know one investigation off, off the top of my head is going to be at the Cabin on 360. It's a public investigation, I believe. It's going to be on the 20th. And that's pretty much all the paranormal stuff I know. So let me get Lori and Steve off of mute because our show is only an hour. Hello. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Hi. You're unmuted. How you doing okay? <laughs> We're doing fine out here. Uh, it's a little bit cooler out here, I think, than where you are. Yeah, it's been a little breezy, just a little bit breezy here today, but not. I'm not going to say it's overly breezy. <laughs> but it was a nice day. I mean, you know, I missed most of it because I've been indoors and running around all over the place, but I, I you know, I got a chance to breathe it for a couple minutes. Good. Yep. So, sunny California, how hot is it there? We're sitting like uh, in the high 70s, low 80s. Um, All right. And, uh, it's supposed to be 72 this weekend, so uh, I think it'll be perfect weather for the uh, July 4th. Yeah. Make sure I ain't echoing anywhere. Everybody on on um, Facebook can hear me well. I hope Kimberly, you're my like soundtrack person. We okay? I want to make sure we're good. Yeah, I don't know what the temperatures are supposed to be in Virginia, but um, we got a lot of stuff going on, and our town is getting pretty much packed with tourists and campers and because we live on four campsites or by th- at least three campsites, so it gets pretty busy out here in the little 458 town of Urbana. Yeah, well, it's a big right. holiday weekend. Yeah, big holiday weekend. Waiting for it to get over with, to be quite honest with you. At least I don't have to go to all these big places or fireworks because we have fireworks, and I just step out my backyard, go down the hill, grab my chair, and then I can see fireworks where I ain't got to go to Yorktown or anything like that. So that will be on and Friday. And you get to see them over water, right? I do. I get to see them over water, and what I'll probably end up doing is sharing them, like I do. Um, I'll get on, and then and then after that, my neighbors compete. It's really cool. So I'll sit out there, and then one neighbor will shoot fireworks off on one end, the other one shoots them off right behind us, and so I watch them compete, and it's hilarious. Oh. Oh. We don't. <laughs> so I get my own. <laughs> yeah, and I ain't talking about the little fireworks either. I'm talking about that bottle rocket. <laughs> The bottle rocket competition. Oh, this is pretty cool. So, yeah, I'll be sharing that with y'all too. <laughs> yeah, we're more we're more worried of uh, starting a fire than having more fireworks. Yeah, well, we just we got fireworks too. We just shoot them all off the pier. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it's really cool. We we go on our um, neighbor's pier and we just if we got fireworks, we just shoot them off there so we don't have to. I'll worry about anything. So, holistic wellness blends. My favorite blends. 
Yeah. Burt Blend. Uh, the real labor of love, I've got to tell you. Yeah, they smell so good, and they feel so good on your skin. Like, how did you get started in that? What what prompted you to to start holistic wellness plans? Well, you know, my Lori has had a lot of ailments as she's gotten on in life, and it seems like uh, Western medicine uh, is more of a, if it doesn't cure you, it'll kill you uh, type of mentality. And uh, we, we basically have been forced to try and find something that is more natural-based that uh, uh, maybe our grandparents probably knew of or we've all forgotten about it. And uh, it's... Uh, um, it, it's coming back to uh, what's natural and, and how to use it. So uh, it, it's kind of, like I said, a labor of love, and we're finding that uh, uh, over time uh, a lot of people are, are really enjoying what, uh, what we're coming up with. But it's all been set up to, uh, to use for Lori. Um, she uh, experiments on me with it, but uh, it's, it's – it's pretty much all uh, things that she needs for her body. And all of a sudden you start finding that everybody else is the same. We, we all have these issues and it's like, oh, what do I do for eczema? Uh, you know, what, what do I do for uh, dry skin and, and uh, uh, aches and pains? It's, uh, it, it, it seems to be uh, something that's typical with everybody. And it's just blown up. It's one thing goes on top of another, and somebody makes a request, hey, do you make this? Well, no, but we can try, and we do some more experimenting, and uh, lo and behold, we've got uh, another cream that works as well. Yeah. So yeah, that – they feel – David, you got the comments right for me? Yes, I do. Oh. Okay, thank you, because my triple, my AD, triple H deal kick in, and I'll get off of focus. So as long as I know he's got comments, I'm good. Yay! Appreciate it. So I have tried several. I know. I have tried several different creams, and I like them all. I haven't been able to... Yeah, I haven't been able to... They just feel really, really, you know, good on your skin. A lot of research yeah, even goes into, yeah, a lot of research goes into what goes in a cream. When I start to think about something that someone is complaining about or they send me a picture and they say, look at this, look at my hands, and their hands look like hamburger meat. I'm like, oh, where did you stick your hands? First of all, second of right. all, <laughs> you know. Second of all, I'm like, well, what did you put on it? So what what I'm finding is a lot of people still rely on Western medicine, and that's fine for certain things. But there is a place for homeopathic and uh, holistic alternatives. So in this case, when you have something that can easily be be put on the largest organ of your body, your skin, and it That's will right. give you relief, why not try it? So um, 
yesterday or the day before, I had someone send me a couple pictures, and like I said, their hands look like a hamburger meat. So I had uh, a friend come by, and we spent five hours making a new, I'm sending you a sample, Jerry, making a new um, balm, and it is just amazing. When you spend the time to research it and then test it out, I've already sent a bunch of testers out, so I'm sending you a tester. Um, Thank you. And to find out it works better than even the all-in-one. And the all-in-one is a sellout. The all-in-one, your all-in-one is really good, so you're fine, You're doing one that's, that's a, is it an upstep from that then? Yes, yeah, a step up. So what we were finding is people, okay, at some point when you have a skin issue, and it be it uh, atopic or atopic dermatitis or eczema or psoriasis, or you just were gardening and you got some salve on you and it totally messed you up. Everyone yeah. tries the regular creams or salves you put on. Well, and then they load, oh, well, that didn't work, so we'll load something else on and we'll load something else on. And what happens is the reaction from all of that crap that you've just invaded into an already angry, inflamed area doesn't even know what to do with all that crap. So what we try to do is we try to take everything in its most natural form and mix it with botanicals that we grow here in our greenhouse or we can get in a, um, a dried form. Uh, there's no, you know, these are all gluten-free, they're vegan, they're not tested on animals, they're all natural, there's no toxins in them. And for a little bit, the way we go, for a little bit when we make these, we kind of rely on the old school way of doing it, like how our grandparents did it. Like I still right. sell things in a double boiler in a big bowl. I don't stick them in a microwave, you know. Um, it's all about how you put the ingredients together. And, you know, it's kind of like made with love. So our company isn't a, a cosmetic company. It really is an alternative holistic wellness homeopathic company. Right, and I I, I left the Facebook Live for a minute to because y'all were on the phone, but I'm actually on StreamYard. So, you know, this is when she – can I talk a little bit about your stuff when it comes? Is that okay with y'all? Yes, we're looking at you now. Okay, you're looking at me now. It's So when her stuff comes – it comes in beautiful packaging, I'm going to tell you. That's that's the first thing I'm going to tell you is it's packed nice. The stuff don't leak. She just, it's just, I've never seen packing like it. Beautiful packing and beautiful labels. And I'm not, I don't have everything because everything is like sitting on the edge of my on the edge of my dresser. But anyway, it comes in different things, different little tins that she has certain things in. Um, but not only that. It comes with the information card. So it comes with a little information card, and it tells you what's in it, right? Everything that's in it. Yep. What to do with what to do with stuff. You know, not to steal from their show. It's just you know, the packaging and the way she she does her stuff is just just beautiful. And like I said, everything just feels good on your skin. Like some of the stuff is so good you could eat it. I mean, it just smells that good. No. no, don't eat it. Yeah, we yeah don't eat it. Says that. Hey, can we eat it? Yeah, yeah. No. No, it's it's topical. Do not eat it. Yeah, but it smells so good. Like the raspberry. Oh my God, this one. This this is my favorite. The raspberry citrus. 
and this stuff I put on put on my face. And you know, when you're thinking of raspberry, because I'm I'm looking. When you're thinking of raspberry, you're thinking, oh my God, she's putting a bunch of raspberries on her face. But can you kind of under can you kind of break down the fact that this stuff has health benefits to it? It's beneficial to the skin, and that's why you put stuff in it. Yeah. The so different the different things. Sure. Go ahead. So what we tried is anti. I got a weak point. Okay, what we try to use is stuff that um, won't clog your pores, that will bring, is an antioxidant, is a, is a non-inflammatory, um, things that will, and we do put, we do put real raspberries in our raspberry citrus cream, and that is why it's so good. Essential oils. A lot of different essential oils. We will take um, dried lavender or other flowers, and we will run them through an infusion machine. We have two or three of them here and uh, mix it with, say, a hemp seed oil or a camellia or a calendula. All of those things have wonderful properties for healing and for moisturizing and for, it's amazing, especially for women. A lot of the creams that we use and butters are good for uh, the collagen in our skins and our hair regrowth. So when you put this on your skin, even though you're not putting it on your hair, you're feeding your skin. So everything that feeds your your hair is still getting all the good stuff that's in it. Um, but we do research it. So what we try to do is we always try to put a vitamin C because vitamin C is a really healing um, element into a lot of things that we make. It's a powerhouse. Vitamin C is so good for you. Vitamin E, yeah. vitamin A, um, all these things, you know, people think uh, retinol is uh, something that man made up. No, it's a breakdown of vitamin A and some other things. So if you can find what the high-priced creams are using in the most natural form and find right. what they will blend well with, see, that's where the beauty is, is we know how to blend it. We know what to add for to make these amazing scents. We have two proprietary scents that are Ruby Hippie and Peace Out, and you can't find those scents anywhere else. But when you put it in something, they're like no other scents. And everyone knows when they see those two labels, oh, my gosh, that's holistic wellness ones, because it's just made so well. And those are two uh, specialty creams. So we get uh, questions for specialty creams. Hey, I have uh, restless leg syndrome, or I have gout, or I have um, neuropathy, or, you know, um, any kind of malady, you know, Charlie horses. So we'll turn around and we'll find those essential oils and butters that actually treat and give you the highest level you can get to feed your body what it needs to convert it into that restorative period where it can finally calm down and begin to heal. But you have to know how to blend those. And you have That's to right. Blend One of the other things, too, that really needs to be talked about, Jerry, is that, um, you know, the big manufacturers, they're making their stuff in huge vats, and they're, they're transporting it to remote locations. And what do they have to do? They've got to put preservatives in it. Yeah. They've got to make it so that it's going to last for a year on the shelf. Well, that's not 
very conducive to something that's going to work well with your skin. We don't want to uh, turn ourselves into a mummy. We want to hydrate our skin. And all those preservatives, we don't have those, which means when you get this stuff, yeah, you've got to refrigerate it. You've got to take care of it. You just don't leave it on the shelf in the sun. It doesn't work that way. But right. that, that's the beauty of this stuff is uh, it's, it's made to be used now. Yeah. It'll last for a while if you keep it in the right conditions. And when I mean a while, it'll last for six months. It's not a problem. Depending on what it is. Depending yeah. on what it is. Some are 18 months. Some are 12 months. Right. So uh, that's a big issue with uh, the type of things you find in a drugstore or a pharmacy today is is that uh, preservative factor that that really um, it, it, it's really not helpful for our skin. And we nullify right. all the good things that are put into a product. So when we have to use a preservative, like when I have to make that red raspberry cream that you just love, um, I, I use a natural preservative, something that originally comes from a plant-based or a water-based, so that there, you know, it will set the balance in the cream or the lotion. So I'll use something like Optifin. Optifin is a safe natural preservative. Anyone can look it up. I will not put something like all those, those, uh, when you look at something that says the preservatives and they're like 15 syllables, I don't, I can't, if I can't say the word, I'm not putting it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many times have you, how many times you looked at what's on the ingredient label on a bottle and go, what the hell is that? <laughs> right. I did that recently <laughs> with a deodorant. Um, that I had got, I can't, there's not one word on there that I, I, I would have to go Google every single word. Because I don't know what it is. But, but, and it, it, the, the other issue, too, is, is, is side effects. I mean, yeah. how many times have we, how many times have we watched uh, the medical uh, commercials on the 5 o'clock hour, and at the end of the commercial, they go through all the side effects besides maybe growing a third arm, and it's like, wow, you know, wait a minute. We want something that's not going to have, uh, you know, such an effect that uh, it, it, it's, it's possibly going to kill us. Uh, it, it's, it, it's just the opposite of what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. Imagine, imagine being a healthy person, okay? Imagine being someone in your 30s, you're doing half marathons, you're healthy, um, you're working, you've got what you think a balanced life. And then all of a sudden one day you wake up and your body develops an autoimmune disease or it develops something wrong with it. Out of your control. You didn't cause it. You had nothing to do with it. It's just in your DNA. Something just triggered it. And you've got to figure out now. How do I get my balance back? How do I get back to where I was before? So this is what we try to do is we try to bring everyone back to balance. And I was one of those people. I've lost yeah. quite a few organs, and I'm balanced, and I'm doing it without those chemo drugs and those infusion drugs that my doctors were screaming at me, telling me I had to continue. No, I don't. 
No, I don't. If you can find a better way and it's natural, you've got to go better way. Yeah, when all the drugs that the doctors are specifying that you should have, their side effects is it causes you not to breathe. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> this isn't working, kids. Uh, we need to get back to something that is uh, uh, is going to be a little bit more conducive to how we live day to day. Um, it, it's it's really it's really about finding that balance again, and I think that's uh, that's part of uh, part of why we we've developed what we have. It, it really is. Yeah, and it's a really, I mean, like I said, it's a really good product. Thank you. I mean, all the products. And, I mean, y'all, you just don't do the um, lotions. You do candles, too. We do quite a bit, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those smell good enough to eat, too. Oh, yeah. Stop it. You can't eat them, please. No, you can't eat them. They do smell good. Yeah. We have candles. We have soaps. We have, um, we're doing uh, shampoos and conditioners. Those are not out yet because they're being tested at the moment. Everything gets tested before anything goes out. Um, we, have quite, we, have, we have a lot of friends who raise their hands when we say, hey, we have a new product you want to test. So we have mm-hmm. a few things that are out, but um, websites going up. Probably next month, finally. So it will launch, yeah. and on there, there will be, we will probably open with not all of the products, gang, because we have so many. We will open with um, about 32 products, which is still a lot of products. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a dog line. Our, our dog line will be on there. We have our candles on there. We have some whipped soap that's just to die for uh, with the Groovy Hippie and the Peace Out scent only right now. Um, but we also are making bar soaps and natural soaps and stuff like that. So um, it's exciting. It's all coming together. Yeah, and your um, so your website's going to come up, and you're going to revamp some stuff on social media. We're going to do that as well, correct? Yeah, that's going to come. Uh, that's going to come once the website gets up. Right now, we do have a a Facebook uh, account that's live, but uh, we're going to re-address that uh, once the website comes up, so that we still have uh, a a social presence uh, at all times. But uh, right, right. once the website comes up, everybody that knows us on Facebook, we're going to make a switch. And uh, at that point, uh, we'll have both a website and Facebook probably within a couple months. That'll work. That's real. Our website is a little different than than just a a regular store. Our website, again, is about (laughs) finding balance and health and wellness. So you're going to see on our website a community page. You're going to see also on our website uh, Vanessa Hogel as you know, is one of the artists on our website. There were, um, there's a rotating artist page of people who have helped us. It took a lot of people to get this company up and going because we're not 30 anymore. And so right. um, we decided to do a, a community artist page and put those artists out there with some of their work. We also have a partnership page. Jerry is, is a partner on our partnership page, but she won't be up there for a couple months. Um, yeah. And those 
that is a real interesting page because those are like-minded people who are all into the sustainability of our economy and our environment and trying to build a healthy route. And we are going, that will be like free advertising that people can get in and they can go to those people's web pages and, and we can partner with them. So our website is not just a store. Our website has a blog and it has a little bit about us on it, but um, it really is a kind of different website. We hope you guys enjoy it. It's taken a long time to get up and going. It really has. It's a lot of work. Yeah, but I, think, I think once it up, it's running, it's just going to be well worth all the work that y'all have put into it because y'all have put in a lot of work into what y'all are doing. And that's what sets y'all aside from all these products out here and all these big box company too is that you are a small family-owned business and it's almost like you're – you're a lawyer, you're a one-man show with doing all the research and, and getting all that product put together with your recipes. And I mean, that's a lot of work. That's not, yeah, you know. Mitchell, I, I don't make any illusions here. Lori, Lori's the driving force here. And it's been from mostly from necessity for the ailments that she has. Um, yeah. You know, uh, there's the old adage that uh, getting old isn't for sissies, no. and uh, I think we're all in that category. So it's either be a sissy or step up, and uh, we've had to uh, we've had to do a lot of stepping up here. And uh, Lori's uh, Lori's been the driving force on this, and it's uh, it's helped a lot. It's a lot of yeah. labeling that goes on. We do everything from the creation to the labeling. We look into you know when anyone starts a small business. First of all, we have never, ever worked in the widget industry, Steve or I. Steve is an architect. He still has his own firm. He's had it for many, many, many years. And it, our goal here was just to keep doing what we were doing until people came forward and said, please form a business. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> we have never, ever had to deal with, you know, dealing with widgets. So it's been a little bit difficult to figure out how to navigate that field. Um, but in the end, in the end, this is hopefully going to be something that Steve can retire and we can do this in place of what yeah, Steve I, was I, doing. I'll end up being the chief bottle washer. So <laughs> if you guys want to know who, who cleaned the bottles, that, that'll be me. But uh, And he does my labeling. I, I just give him a sample. Okay, these labels go with this. All of our stuff gets just goes into colored uh jars because we want to keep the sun out of them and keep them fresh. So I make yeah. models and I put the labels with everything and I just go, okay, this is how it goes. If you have a question, ask me before you label them all. So then Steve does all the labeling or I call someone else. And then there's someone that comes over and helps me do all this shrink wrapping. Shrink wrapping is not fun, guys. Everyone thinks it's fun. Not fun. Yeah, I don't. I've, I've been looking at Dave over there. And I've been thinking, you know, Dave, my office is about a half a mile away from the Whaley House. So I figure you probably might know where that is in San Diego. Um, and, yes, and yes, I have I seen something there. So we could talk about that sometime. Uh, it's, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a very famous bar right across the street from there. And, yeah, I've got a chair with my name on it somewhere in there. And, uh, and there's been way too many times I've come out of that place and looked over there and go, nah, I'm going to go the other way. <laughs> it's haunted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows the Whaley House. Yeah, if you guys get to San Diego, you should set up a tour there. Yeah. 
They have tours. Yeah. But with your background, you probably could get a private tour to be able to go in there at night and, you know, for a period of time. You can go in there well, at night. Thank you. Neighbors, you can talk to them. <laughs> Nothing scares them. Nothing scares them. I'll be across the street in the bar with my margarita, so if you guys want to talk to me, we, I'll be over there. <laughs> That's funny. Margaritaville. You'll be a Margaritaville? Yeah. Yeah, they got good margaritas there. <laughs> no, I'll be sticking with Lori. I'll be sticking with Lori and her product. I'll just be. I'll just help her. I'll be I'll be drinking the margaritas. <laughs> I didn't realize y'all lived that spot. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I That's just really haven't cool. asked Candido. Say again? I used to live in Escondido. No, well, you oh, know. Really? No kidding. We're right down the street yeah. in the uh Vista Oceanside area. Okay, yeah. My my little sister is born in Oceanside. Oh my gosh! You guys should come out. He knows the area. Far away. He already knows the yeah. area. I wouldn't be far from. Yeah, Jerry, this sounds involved. like a business trip to me. <laughs> well, I I, I got to get myself free to to, to come on out there. Lori <laughs> <laughs> knows I run by the seat of my pants on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, day by day. Yep, day by day, every day. It's like <laughs> try to take a nap. It don't work. Yeah, well, and, and you're Once, lucky. You get a nap. I, I don't get it very often. Yeah, there's been no nap. Yeah, I, I got. I think I got like a twenty, maybe a twenty minute, and that was it. If that, I was I was wiped out from from bouncing from one place to another and Reiki and readings today, and I just was like. <laughs> So I just needed to rest my brain for a second, but it was very short-lived, trust me. Very short-lived. Well, you know, it's funny, when, when I was listening to uh, the opening song before you guys came on, it was uh, it was interesting because one of the lyrics in there was about how to survive, and it just kind yeah. of struck me that that's kind of what we're doing here is trying to find something that allows us to survive with a... Uh, uh, a little bit of comfort as we do it, um, yeah. and and I think that it it kind of comes around full circle to to finding a way to uh, use things on use these salves and balms and creams and lip balms and all this stuff uh, use it on a a timely basis and you'll find yeah. that uh, it, it helps out quite a lot. Um, it does. I've got, I've got injuries from when I was a kid. Uh, well, when I was a kid, when I was younger, when uh, I, I did a lot of stupid things, and I don't have very good knees anymore. And every every time I get up in the morning, I put those I put that salve on my knees, and it takes until the middle of the afternoon before I feel my knees. So that's good. I'm happy with that. But uh, yeah. that, that that's what it's all about. You know, we're we're all we're all moving in that direction, and we need to, uh, we need to, uh, a little bit more help than when we were 21 years old. Yeah. Yes, I think I'm going to have to try some of that. 
just just don't eat it. Did we send Dave stuff? Was that someone's Jerry, did we send stuff to Dave? No. No, you didn't. No. <laughs> what I said. She said, did you, had she had sent anything to you, I told her no. You hadn't. No, 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 no. Oh, it was Jean. It was who? Jean. No, who was it? Who did we send it to? The guy that we sent it to. Cabinet 360. I think I oh, Dennis. sent it to Dave, but Jerry didn't give it to him. Yeah, Dave. I no, we sent it, to, sent it to Dennis. Uh-uh, Dennis got it. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, oh, the one that you put on your knees. Which one is that one? The peace out, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, peace. peace out. Yeah, I think I, I think I, I put some in a little tiny container for for him to try because I'm greedy with my stuff. She is greedy. <laughs> she is. <laughs> I am. I'm a greedy bitch. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. When it comes to when it comes to her stuff, I I I have a hard time sharing it. I'm sorry. I know that she wants me to. It's like I have to share. It's hard. I'm guilty. I can't help it. I, that stuff helps me go to sleep. I have restless leg syndrome sometimes, and it takes it out instantly, instantly. Like within two minutes, it's gone. I can go back to sleep. I've had nights where I get a cramp on my leg so bad that I ha I used to have to get up, walk around constantly until it went away. But when I feel it coming on, I just slap that on there, and it's gone. So I don't have to be um, getting up every, you know, once a night and run my house or even going outside I'd have to go outside and just walk around so I wouldn't wake up everybody in my house walking all over the place because my house is not very big I call it a tiny cottage house I call it the cottage because whoever built this one built it as if it's a like a little cottage and so rooms are very close so I don't want to wake up. it's not spread yeah. out it's close together it's like I have the same problem. I will get I you know, if I do a lot of exercise, you know, whether I'm cutting bushes out in the yard or having to do a long walk or something like that, uh, that night I'll I'll get um I'll get a cramp as well in my leg and you're absolutely right. I, you take a little bit of that uh uh of that peace out cream and you rub it on there and it's it takes it takes about a minute, maybe two, and it's gone. Yeah. And uh, it, it's like, okay, that, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I, I think I took a sample one and and gave it to you. But it was it's one of your littler sampler ones, right? I think so. Yeah. For the knee. Yeah, mm -hmm. tiny, tiny one. But, it, it, I mean, a little bit of that goes a long way, too. Right. I mean... Yeah, yeah, you, 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 those those samples are just exactly that. They're samples. Uh, it, you right. Know, you got you got one, maybe two shots out of those things, uh, and and you'll be able to you'll be able to understand how it goes on and 
you know, right. how it feels on the skin and stuff like that. Um, right. But it, it's just a sample, as you said. Right. And and that's because, you know, I don't know if somebody could have a reaction to it or maybe it's not a good fit for them. I know it's a good fit for me, you know, but it may not be – they may need to do something else. You know what I mean? They might have to – they might have to try something else for me. So that's why I did, that's what I did with another person too. Um, remember at our Boo Bitch event, I just put little tiny samples in their bag because I know it works for me and I, I don't let the stuff sit. No. I don't let that stuff sit. I use it. You know, I'm not going to let it sit. So that's what I mean by I'm a greedy bitch. I'm greedy when it to that. Lucy yeah. Davenport's asking for a website or a Facebook page. Um, they do have a Facebook page. It's Holistic Wellness Blends. Their website is going to launch next month. Am I right with that? Yes. That's correct. Yeah. And the website uh, is, is holisticwellnessblends.com. But if people want samples, we from the very beginning we have always said we don't want to buy anything without trying it. We've right. always done. So if people right. send us an uh, email at holistic wellness friends LLC at gmail.com mm-hmm. and let us know what they would like a sample of and give us their name and their address and their phone number, or even if they have a question, we'll call them back. And we have done this often. And we'll send them out samples free of charge. Yep. We don't charge you anything. We don't believe. Yeah, we know David Flowers is going to sign up for that, right? Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's really important because what you said, Jerry, is, is very true. We're all subtly different. And you can find yourself, yeah. um, uh, you know, you have a reaction to something that somebody else doesn't have. Well, if you have a reaction, obviously don't buy it. <laughs> you know, and, and you look for another one or maybe even tell us what happened yeah. and right. Lori can actually make something that doesn't have that substance in it but has all right. the healing things in it as well and you can use something close close to it. Right, right, and, and you're right, and that's why I only gave the little sample because, like I said, I know that I have not had reactions to anything that I have tried, but his skin and my skin are not the same thing. And if there's a reaction there, then you're right that he could reach out to you and say, hey, you know, I had a reaction to it. Do you think you can tweak it or something like that? Right, exactly. There's, you know. a, lot of times, there's a lot of times that Lori and I are working out in our yard and I'm cutting the same plants that she's working on, and she ends up with a rash on her arms, and I'm looking at her like, what happened? And, it, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm working with the same stuff, and there's nothing wrong with my arms. So now she's yeah. got to put cream on to calm that skin down so that it doesn't yeah. stay all rashed out. And like right. you said, some people, uh, Peace Out works. Peace Out is, our, is a cream that's used for someone that has in a lot of pain. Groovy Hippie is an all-around cream. Uh, it's a special cream. We've had people buy it for all different things. It's so funny. Um, much like Western medicine, we found that even though it works for what we intended it to work for, it also works for other things. So some people yeah. use it for gout. Some people use it for joint pain. 
Some people use yeah. it as an uh, anti-aging, no-wrinkle, moisturizing cream. My nephew yep. uses it for acne. So go figure. If that's what he does for them and they're happy with it and it's all natural and nobody is having a reaction, that is the best thing we can give them. Right. And you don't eat it. Yeah. Right. Even though it smells good enough to where you can do that. Even though it smells good enough to where you want to. Let me rephrase that. So no dumbass will go out there and eat. I didn't, I didn't say it. I did. I don't know. My show is R-rated. I have no PG show. Hopefully nobody's kids. No, but that's really cool. I mean, now how long has Holistic Wellness Blends been in existence? I mean, how long have y'all been doing this? Oh, six days. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> no. Um, we've been doing this since, uh, just doing it for us since about 2011, 2012, and for our family and our friends. And then in last year was when we finally incorporated it. And uh, God, what a, it's just been a roller coaster ride since then. But it really, it really is, like he says, a labor of love. I still am not tired of it yet. I get tired from making a seven-day cream or a five-day cream or a three-day cream. And, and, uh, but at the end of it, every single time I get done with that cream, I go, oh, this is the best cream I've ever made, you know? And so I know that I still love what I do and that it's not work. I'm like, oh, this, this, people are going to feel so good with this on this. You know, so Ruby Hippie is good for a substitute for pizza or the balancing relief cream. Either one yeah. of those are really, they're all specialties, but they're very, very good. Yeah. This has taken years to develop. Uh, it, you know, it started with Lori's health going downhill. Uh, and by 2011, 2012, it was like, okay, we need to, we really need to come up with something that, uh, is going to help her on a daily basis and it's just kind of grown to the point well if it works for her maybe it'll work for you and uh hey look at that uh, it works for me too and it was never pointed in my direction but you know hey i i i find myself using some of this stuff as well just because like i said we all kind of suffer from things very similar uh with our skin so it works. And if you notice, everything right now is going back. Watch all the advertising on TV. I've been doing it since I started. But watch all the advertising. It's all going back to a plant-based in the formularies. When you're mm-hmm. seeing L'Oreal, seeing all these name brands, they're adding the niacinamide. They're doing a power C. Do you know what I'm saying? They're all going back to sea buckthorn and cedarwood. And you're going to see everyone slowly moving over to this plant-based thing because our bodies are more susceptible, more sustainable if we feed it what it likes. And now they're right. realizing, oh, man, we gotta, we got to actually do the natural stuff. We can't throw this garbage in there to give you this smooth, 
you know, this smooth uh, lather or this smooth skin. Oh, by the way, that causes some people to burn, but oh, most of the people are okay, so we're still going to go with it, you know? Um, exactly. That's what all stuff aside, yeah, too, is that. Big business is fighting itself because what it has to do is it still has to put all those preservatives in there so that yeah. their product will last for a much longer period of time. Uh, right, exactly. We ship, we ship direct to you, and if you're in a – if it's summertime or you're in a hot-weather climate, it's going to be in a um, uh, a, a cooler, a cooler with, an ice and, pack. And with an ice pack in it uh, so that it comes to you fresh with directions that this is where you need to put it. You need to put it in your refrigerator or, or a cooler or something like that. In uh, hot weather. In hot weather. Uh, you know, once we, you know, once, it, once the weather changes in uh, October, uh, you know, all that goes away for six months. But now here we are moving into uh, into the summer months, and uh, it's already been that way in some areas for over a month. Uh, you got to keep this stuff cool. So it's it's really important that uh, that you know that, and that uh, the people that get this, we tell them that they have to do that. Yeah. If you have air conditioning, it helps. People in air conditioning helps. Just don't stick it in the sun. It's um it's really made. To, it was really made to be made in small batches to preserve the freshness and the quality of it, which is why right. it's not a business. Which is why it's a small family business at this point. Right. I keep my stuff down in the basement because it's very cold and dark down there. Even though it's a breaking room, it's cold, it's cozy, everybody goes to sleep. Um, I keep moisture out of the because I constantly have a dehydrator um, a dehydrator going constantly. That thing fills up. i got to empty that almost every day. But I keep stuff in a cold, dark place that, that it, it'll keep its longevity there. Up here, it's a little bit warmer, so I don't keep stuff up here. Yeah, you you live in a climate that has more humidity in it, so uh, that that's something that you you need to do. But uh, yeah. you also have the advantage of having a basement. You don't have those out here in the west. Uh, the, the ground's too damn hard to be digging into, and uh, uh, they just don't do it. So uh, yeah, it, that's full living basement. So it's full living down there. It's extra rooms and bathroom down there. It's like you could live down there. The only thing that's down, not down there is the kitchen. So it's yeah. a full living down there. Yeah. There you go. So, you I know. I had a basement in Illinois. This is not my um, initial state. Steve has been here since he was young, but I miss the basement. You can put a lot of crap in a basement. Yeah, you can hide all kinds of stuff there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was I was born and raised in the Southwest, and we don't have that type of uh, that type of construction here, so I, it's new to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's nice, though. You know, so nice to have it down there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really, I really want to thank you, Jerry, for giving us the opportunity to explain what we're, what we're trying to do, and and show people that uh, we've got, uh, we've got an alternative that uh, could help them with uh, skin.
related uh, issues. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, I appreciate you all coming on. I'm going to get Kimberly telling people that I store dead bodies down in my basement. I'm going to have to beat her up. <laughs> oh, my God. I do Reiki down there, and I have Vori's products down there because they're safe, and I do all my roller bottles and all my stuff downstairs. It's just, it's very serene down there. like a second home. So, yeah, see, even Lucy says she loves it down in my basement. She knows the deal. You go down there, you'll fall asleep. So. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So Y'all are, are, are hands down like, like, David, you'll have to, like, reach out to Holistic One of Splends and get your little free samples because I'm telling you that, Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of thinking, you know, you go out and do some of these uh, investigations there. You're out outside at night, and you don't know what you brush up against. And you come home, and you go, oh, my God, my arm's scratchier than heck. Uh, you, you need to put some stuff on it. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll get something over to you because I, I – I know if I was in that position, that's probably what I'd end up doing, so be careful. <laughs> now, is Dave close to you? Does he live close to you? I see I see David three times a week, so if you want to send something over to me, I can bring it to him. Yes. Now, Dave, when you get it, you make sure you tell me you got it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can do that. David, I'm sure we'll, we'll tell you that he got it because I won't be a greedy bitch and keep his stuff. Because uh-huh. it's for Dave. We haven't seen Dave lately. Maybe he's down in that basement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got it hogtied. Somebody's coming up from the basement. People that come over here disappear. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah, Kimberly said your stuff is your stuff is um, truly good stuff. So, you know, um, Lucy, Lucy, I know had samples of your stuff from the Boo Bitch event. Um, yeah, it's 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 really good stuff. Thank you. We yes, it's worth it. Wait, and I'm excited for the website to come up. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, we're gonna need your help in July. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So that's going to be that comes up. Yeah, that's cool. And it doesn't take like. Let me just throw that in there because I got like what? How many minutes do I got left? Day five. Yeah. Yeah, about five minutes. All right. So let me just put out there that they don't. They don't. This is not a one day thing that they make. I mean, this takes. Lori, how how many days? Takes you to do? Does it take you to do something so that people understand the and the work you have to put into your product? Yeah, um, a regular cream that I make that you'll be able to buy on the website. It takes me at an average of two days to make, and then there's a whole other day of labeling. So we are a two-man team here. We do everything: the marketing, the advertising, the labeling. But we can't always just make a cream and have it done in one day. You have to add everything, and then you refrigerate it. And 
you take it out the next day because you need everything to blend together. And then you put it at room temperature, and there's the, the second step. The, that's, it's all the same process, but it's the second step. And that, by the end of that day, I may even put it back in the refrigerator for an hour and take it out and whip it into a nice, fluffy, wick cream or a fondant. And then yeah. I know it's ready to so, yeah, I love that. Think as whippy, she like means chili. You know, it's always better the second day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. good the first day, but if you let it sit for a while, it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it really it holds, is. It holds it. Yes, it holds its form, and um, yeah. I can tell. I can tell by that second day if it's going to be okay that day or if it's going to need another day. Our groovy hippie is a five-day cream. That takes five days to make. And as I know, that's your favorite. Our peace yeah. house takes a seven. Our balancing relief cream is our initial cream that started all of this, which is so good for your face. Load it with collagen. Load it with niacinamide. Excellent anti-aging. Great for acne. Skin tightening. Skin brightening. And yeah. it deals with pain as well. So um, yeah. that, that takes me three to four days to make. And so yeah. all of these creams that when you see the cards that come with them and you read all the ingredients, you go, oh, my God. Well, that's why it takes so long, because you're adding right. the ingredients as your days go by. And then yeah. at the end, when it's done, you're just ecstatic, because now you're not making that cream for another, what, five weeks, four weeks, because there's a whole rotation going. Yeah, it's good stuff. So y'all... She's going to launch her site next month, and what I'll probably do, if Lori doesn't mind, I'll schedule her in at an, on, on another time slot when, you know, shortly after her stuff launches. I think I got a book up in August, and then I'll, we'll go, we'll, you know, we'll talk about your site and your social media stuff as stuff launches, if that's okay with you. Uh, that sounds great. Thank you. That way we can promote that, um, and I'll get together with you on some dates. Okay. And in the meantime, we'll wait for you guys to come out here, and I'll I'll take you over to the Whaley House, and uh, I'll go have a margarita. So have a good one. Okay. That sounds like fun. You'd love it. That sounds like fun. But I I really appreciate y'all coming on, and Lori, I'll get together with you on dates as far as um, you know, dates to come back on. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. But I appreciate y'all taking your time out your schedule to come on Vibe Time with Jerry. Oh, our pleasure. Our pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. And yes, was, uh, thank great you. Discussion. Yes, it was great talking to y'all, and I'll be I'll be in touch with you. Okay. Okay. Take care, gang. Okay. Okay. Dave will get stuff. Thank we'll you. Yep. Okay. Bye. That was really cool. I'm going to get off of Ryan's. I was a hard-drinking sinner with blood on my hands. I was a hard-drinking sinner Till I met a big man And the man 
Hanover in Hanover, Virginia, of course. Uh, we are here for the summer. Angie is the nurse here, and I am hanging out here at the healthcare center. This will be the makeshift, freaking awesome studios for the summer, at least until August. Then it will be and we'll be going to the beach for a week, and then we'll be back at the regular uh, location, which would be our apartment. So, sorry I missed last week. It was uh, kind of hectic here, and um, yeah, it's in, yeah, it was just uh, not a good time. But we're back tonight, and we are super excited to be chatting with Denise Garcia. Um, yeah. Um, I met I met her on Instagram, I think. I sent her a message a few months ago asking if she wanted to come on the show, and she was kind enough to accept my invitation. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, put her on the show here and get, get this conversation started. I'm thinking she's a 956 number, but let's find out. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am doing good. I am uh, I'm at this camp, right? And I'm, I've got to walk everywhere, and I'm not used to, used to this much exercise. So <laughs> it's like 
right before his show started, I'm like, I need, I'm kind of tired. I'm going to drink some coffee, but I'm like, then I'll be up all night. So I am tipping <laughs> on some food line like here, hoping that does the trick because, yeah. Yep, yep. If you drink coffee right now, you'll be up all night. That's usually how it goes. Yes. <laughs> it's Absolutely. Like, it's like when I, you know, you do the show and you get excited or I guess not like some nervous energy for when the show starts. And then after after the show, I've got to like you know get my my call I calm down a little bit. So I add coffee to it. I'm up till like you know two or three o'clock in the morning, and we're staying in this small one roomed cabin. So it's like if nice. I can't exactly you know walk around and be <laughs> be noisy when I go back. Right. When I go back. So so it's just uh, you know. I need, I need to get some, some uh, decaf coffee from my Keurig. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can drink coffee at any time of the day, and I can still sleep at night. I guess that's kind of gross. But <laughs> I mean, but there are people again, who do that. I, yeah, and, and, and the the weird thing, like, I I usually have insomnia. So, you know, whether I drink coffee or not. And then maybe I have insomnia because of the coffee. But here's the thing. When I don't drink coffee... I have insomnia. When I drink the coffee, I have insomnia anyway. So it's just, I, I have a weird sleep schedule. I mean, I'll sleep maybe. I run on like maybe two hours a night, and then I'm up the next morning doing what I got to do. And, yeah, it's uh, it's I mean, it works out for paranormal investigations, though. <laughs> I'm up all oh, night. Oh, yeah, definitely. But Absolutely. I'd be completely useless if I would have got two hours of sleep. I just, I just, I can't think straight if I don't sleep. And if I, you know, I don't, I'm usually up pretty late, but I have to have a certain amount of sleep in order to even function. Um, Angie can, can go for like days without sleep and still look like she is completely fine. Although inside, in her head, she's probably going freaking nuts, but she can make yep. pain like me, I'm not. I'm just like, just don't talk to me right now because I've slept and I really can't even put words together to make it. <laughs> right. Yep. 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 That's how it is. But I, I guess I'm used to running on on little to no sleep, so I still function. And uh, yeah. I, I don't drink as as much coffee as I probably should when I'm tired. I just do everything in reverse, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. If I drink coffee, and I can still sleep at night. I mean, I just I'm just freaking beat there are times when i've, I've been on yeah. investigation take like a red bowl and like a monster and drink and eat like 10 pixie sticks and then just completely pass out yep you get that paranormal hangover the next day yep. <laughs> the crash yeah oh my yeah, god I, um, I, I don't mind drinking coffee so much you know if i've got to stay up all night for paranormal investigation or whatnot but you know, I, I should drink it in the morning, and I usually do, but not as early as I should. I don't get my coffee until, like, maybe noon. So I guess it's not really morning coffee anymore. <laughs> well, it's kind of, yeah, kind of like, uh, like almost early afternoon coffee. We, we get it in at least, you know? Yep, yep. I do, I do. Yeah, I'll take half a cup of coffee usually. Usually I don't even make the whole thing. I'll be like, all right, I'm ready to go. Yeah. 
So are you uh, are you in the cabin for, is it just a vacation? Is it a paranormal weekend? What are you all doing over there? No. Well, I, I mean, uh, my girlfriend is a uh, is a camp nurse out here at a summer camp here in Virginia. So oh, I see. I'm, yeah, I'm hanging out here in the healthcare center uh, where she works. And our cabin is actually right across, like, like right across from me. Um, so, like, maybe... Mm-hmm. 20 yards away from where I am right now. Nice. So it's just, nice, it's, nice. It's nice for the summer. I mean, it's it's a small cabin, so it's one of those things where it's it's, it's fine at some points. At other points, it, it gets really kind of crowded because it's me, my son, RJ, and Angie in the bed, and then our, her daughter, or it's our daughter, Kimmy, is in the bunk bed, so it's four of us sharing a one-room cabin. And it's only the second week we've been in here. So, you know, it's a nice – I love I love the place. is really nice. The, the camp is really nice. The people are really great. But, you know, after a few weeks, the walls are going to start closing in on me, I think. You know, it's going to be like – especially towards the end when I'm done, or when we're about to go home, I'm sure it's going to be like, all right, I'm ready to ready to get back to, you know, having actual space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can only How, imagine. Um, it's fun for a while, but not not when you don't have your own space. <laughs> exactly. It, it, everyone needs their own their own space and time to breathe. And and it's like I say, we have lots of space to walk around. You know, it's just you know as, as stuff gets um, as you know we getting more stuff inside the cabin, more groceries and stuff, and you know it'll be, it'll be time when it's time to go. It'll be time to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. How is everything so, where um, you are? Everything's great. I'm in South Texas. I've lived here all my life, born and raised. Um, so, yeah, everything's great down here. It's very hot right now in the summer. And, uh, yeah, I've just uh, been pretty busy doing a lot of different things, actually. Um, and, let's see, we want to talk, I don't know, do we want to talk paranormal? Do we want to talk? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think we start a little, little, little chit-chatting, you know. Um, I yeah, want to start course, actually, to, like, when you, when you got started, like, how, when you were, how, what piqued your interest in the paranormal? Was it, like, something you, oh, you grew up with, or how did, how did you get Absolutely, started? Absolutely, yeah. It's, uh, I always say, it, it, it's kind of crazy, I always say, I, I, I really, really do feel like it's always been around me, and it, it pretty much it, it has. It's always been around me. As they say, uh, you didn't choose the paranormal life; the paranormal life chose you. You know, when um, and yeah, it's yeah. Uh, something that I've that I've always had around me that I've always been able to do. Um, and when I say always been able to do, it's because I've always been able to sense. I've been sensitive to like different energies and feelings and things around me. And and I mean, this is from when I was a young young kid. You know, that I could growing up. Uh, my parents' house, the house I grew up in, was very haunted, very haunted and very creepy. And it wasn't even an old house because that house uh, was, is as old as I am. And so it wasn't even like – but I have a feeling, I always had a feeling that it was tied to the land, something about the land, because uh, it was just so many different things happening and, and energies and apparitions we would see. And, I mean, it's not – I mean, it's one thing, it's just the kids. We're seeing things like just me and my siblings, but I mean, we would hear my mother talking about things that she had seen, and 
my father experiencing things in the bedroom and it was just you know and and not all of it was um like scary or anything it just was like these other energies or entities that coexisted with us in the house it was you know but it it, it eventually got to a point to where it started getting creepier some some of the more heavier stuff some of the darker shadows and feelings of like darker shadows just rushing into the bedroom uh, when we'd be sleeping and hovering over you. It, was, it started getting worse and worse and worse. And I had a really scary experience when I was a little bit older. I think maybe I was around 12 years old. Um, I experienced a, uh, uh, more and more so like darker energies in the room and I would feel it in the closet. And I started complaining to my mom and dad and they believed me, which is that I guess I'm blessed in that sense. They believe me because they experienced things too. But um, it was like we were so used to it that sometimes it was kind of like, well, you know, just go to bed or just pray, just little things like that. My mom would go into the room and she'd, you know, pray until we fell asleep and then she'd go back to her room. But in the middle of the night, we'd be waking up again with the same old energy, same old weird feelings. And it started to, I guess this thing chose a target. And this is one of the things that always stuck with me to this day and why I, I, out of everyone in the household, I was the one that decided to take that, you know, nosedive into the paranormal life, um, is that I feel like I was the one that it chose. Like, I was targeted because mm-hmm. it pretty much did. You know, all of a sudden it just concentrated all its energy on tormenting me to the point where I had to, ha- I had to have an exorcism done when I was 12 years old. My mom took me to church and the, the whole thing. And it, it was pretty traumatizing, <laughs> like remembering waking up with scratches and it was terrifying. It was terrifying. My mom remembers that we could scream in the middle of the night. Um, my sister as well. And some of my toys that I had I used to collect. Do you remember those troll dolls? The little oh, yeah. troll dolls okay. with the, with, okay. With the hair. I used to collect yeah. those. Yeah. With the hair and the diamond thing and the belly. Like I am, um, I used to collect those. And, and I mean, I don't think it was anything with the doll per se, but I just think my, my theory on that is that anything that, uh, lower line energy, anything that's uh, uh, of, of heavy energy, of negative negativity, is going to choose. If they're going to choose someone young, they're going to choose an interest. That's, that's how they're going to creep their way in. So, I mean, it could have been My Little Pony. I, that's my theory. It could have been anything that I had that I absolutely loved and was obsessed with. That's the way this thing was going to find its way in. And it just so happened that it happened to be the troll dolls. And, and weird yeah. things started happening with those dolls. Like they would move from where they were. They would, it was just, oh, God, it was terrifying when I remember the, 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 the different situations that when I'd wake up and they'd be surrounding the bed, and then I would yell at my sister, like, you did this, you, and she swore to God that she didn't, she'd cry, because she was scared, too, like, I didn't do that, these things are evil, and, and, yeah, then one day, I had sense enough to feel like there is something, because I would have these things, I just wanted to hurt somebody, myself or somebody else, and I went and I cried to my mom, and I said, I, there's something something whispering to me, something, I, I need help. And most people probably would say, well, take you to, to a psychiatrist or whatever, right? But I didn't feel I was off in that way because I knew it wasn't me. We just, mm-hmm. my mom took me to church. We would, you know, because we, we used to go to church all the time. And the pastor of the church um, immediately told my mom that he sensed something around me because he was a very sensitive man with energies as well. And, um, they, yeah, they, they performed an exorcism on me there at the church, and there was about, uh, I want to say, seven other men along with him 
Um, and my mom and my sister, they when they recall the story, they say the same thing, that, um, you know, there was about eight men holding me down. I'm a little girl, 12 years old, and they couldn't hold me down. Like, I was, like, stronger than the eight men. And I don't have any memory of that. But, um, yeah, after that, <laughs> you would think. And for a while, I was like, okay, I don't want anything to do with any, like, anything at all. But I just yeah. I, I yeah. had to, like, Every explore. I, you know, I, I had to yeah. dive into it more. And I had to, why did this happen to me? Because the story, and here's the thing. People say, oh, you played with the Ouija board. Or you did this. Or you did that. No, I didn't do any of that. So, mm-hmm. That's what freaked me out the most. I was like, I never played with a Ouija board. I didn't, you know, call anything in. I didn't stand in front of a mirror and chant anything. I didn't, like, why did this happen and why did it choose me? And then that started my lifelong journey of wanting to talk to these beings, these entities, these, like, wanting to know their story. Why are you here? What, was it a demon that when I was younger? Was it an angry spirit? That was, what, what was it? And, and I guess I'm still, every day I learn something new. Every day theories change, beliefs change. It's just ever-evolving and ever-changing. So that's kind of how my <laughs> my interest well, in the paranormal and, yeah, that's how that started. Some people, they, they dip their toe in the paranormal, then they get used to it. You, you uh, you seems like you took, like, the can of, took a cannonball right into the deep end. When you were 12 years old, I mean, <laughs> having that exorcism, <laughs> and you can't, you can't get, you can't get, uh, you can't get much worse than that when it comes to when it comes to that. You know, it's like, well, well, you, you definitely, uh, you definitely know what it feels like. Would you? Uh, oh yeah, it was. When you were when you were younger, did you notice? Because you said the spirits were nice at the beginning, and then towards it got worse and worse. Do you think, as you got older, and I guess going through like puberty and stuff, is that when the uh, the um, the stuff changed? The the spirits changed, or the, the the feelings in the house changed? Um, I, it could be. I have different theories. It could be that. I mean. Also, remember, I, you know, we are all energy. I truly mm-hmm. believe that we're all energy. Everything we put out can create something new and something around us. And if you're, con- you know, and after, you know, I didn't know this at the time when I was a little girl, but, you know, you grow up and you, you learn things and you experience things. And I've been around different energies and stuff. You learn everything is energy and everything attracts what you put out. So if I'm going to put out anger or sadness or you know, you're either going to create some sort of an entity with that energy or you're going to, and then there's the other um, theory about if somebody is sensitive or has abilities or if they have certain energies that they put out, it sort of creates kind of like a poltergeist type thing. You know, that's what they believe that poltergeist spirits are actually created through thoughts and emotions of somebody who is sensitive or has psychic abilities. And that's another thing that, that's a whole other, like I could go down another, we need a whole other show just for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like my, I, I've always had abilities. I've always had, you know, abilities to sense things, feel things, talk to spirits since I was very young. I mean, I had other different experiences with that alone. And that's how I knew. That's how I knew that it wasn't me. That's how I knew that this was something totally different tormenting me. But 
as I grew up and talked to different like spiritual leaders and other people that were, you know, that kind of guided me as along the way, you know, with energy and stuff like that. I learned that a lot of times when somebody is sensitive, um, the things that they put out could create something. So I believe that, you know, because my mom, it, I feel like it, well, it came from both my parents. My dad was also pretty sensitive. He just liked to deny it. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, through my mom, my mom always being very highly intuitive. And, and my grandmother, my mom's mom, was very, very, very sensitive. And, I mean, she was even uh, she, from Mexico, and, and she was a healer to the people in her in her neighborhood. They'd come to her for healing, folk healings and things like that. So I grew up watching yeah. my grandmother do that, and that, that was passed down. My mom, you know, would do those healings, those egg cleansings and and then now I do them and, and just different types of cleansings and clearings. And, and I feel like just having that type of energy and my mom being very sensitive a lot of times, putting out that frustration. Because my parents, they got along but didn't all the time. You know, there was, it was, it was, it was yeah, yeah. you know, there was a lot of problems there. So I feel that a lot of those problems created and energies and emotions built up would attract these things because it can actually happen because how else? Nobody there opened the portal. Nobody there invited anything in. Nobody, you know, so I just started to develop those theories about why it happened the way it did. And the only other theory that I would tell myself, well, if it didn't happen this way, it must have been somebody that put a curse or put something on the family because, you know, my dad, let's just say, had a wandering eye, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. attracted other women, things like that. So my mom always had her, her, you know, thoughts about that. Like she would find strange things outside in the front yard sometimes, like weird birds bound or whatever, like dead birds. She's like, well, is this? Somebody threw this here. She would just throw it away. So, you know, just it could have been a number of things. And that's why I find all those things interesting, like when you find relics or when you find, you know, and being that. Yeah. You know, my grandmother was a practitioner, you know, and a healer, and so was my mom. They recognized those things. So, yeah, it was just, uh, it was crazy. But that, that's, that's why to this day, like, I find it very interesting. And I can, I guess you could say, like, I do believe everything happens for a reason. I do. And I feel like that was part of my journey, my purpose, my experience to make me, you know, who I am today and which is why like I can I can I can go into a location with a group or by myself and 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 I can be calm now I mean I I've gone through the worst I feel that that was terrifying and so I can calmly go into a location now and just seek answers and I know how to protect myself and I know how to so I mean I feel like without that experience I think I probably wouldn't be as brave as I am today in going into locations. And, and now, thanks to, you know, uh, you know, the work we do, like I, I'm able to go into sometimes even houses and help them clear the home or cleanse the home and things like that. So, so after so that, you had in that area as well. Yeah. Yeah. After you had your exorcism and how long, how long before you started like, searching for answers. Did it take a few years or was it something you're like, well, yeah, it took me years. right now? I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Was it, it, took what me, kind of, it took me some years. What I kind wanted of to kind of put do? it behind me. And for, yeah, um, so after that, yeah. 
after that, I sort of, like you said, okay, I'm going to put this behind me, just be a kid, <laughs> just do, you know, go to school, do all that. But I still was, you know, I, I could still did, sense things. And... Did the stuff stop? Like, when you, when you, were, when you went home, like, was it was it was there a different feeling in the house? Was it did you feel more at peace? How how did you feel after the fact when you got home? Was it different? It was different. It felt lighter. It felt like things had calmed down. Like they had got whatever it was that was um, you know negative had cleared. Mm-hmm. Whether they transmuted the energy, whether they were able to send it you know, back where it came, it was different. The house was lighter. It felt different. Um, There was less arguments in the house for a while. There was, so things were able to go, you know, back to normal, be peaceful. Everything was fine. And um, like I said, I kind of decided, okay, just kind of put that behind me. But the one thing, and I'll say it, and I do when people ask me this to this day, is the one thing I always did feel is, I could always sense that whatever was there or whatever was still sort of peeking in. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Like it was still like sort of peeking in, like from the outside, like knowing that it can't come, that it can't come and get near me anymore, near the family. It just can't, like it wasn't welcome, so it wouldn't come in, but still from afar. Like I just felt it. And I knew, I, I could see a vision of it in my head, like kind of peeking from the outside, from, from afar, just, sort of keeping an eye on things, waiting to see if there's a chance that something would, you know, it's just to make its way back. And um, I never really did. But one thing that happened with me is I decided after a while, like, okay, I have all these abilities. I always knew that I would hear things, sense things, sense things, feel things. And I just decided, okay, well, you know, I my my I started to just really dive into my abilities first it was with my intuition and my psychic abilities and and using those and I stopped running from that and once I stopped running from that I felt like spiritually like I grew like it just I was able to just accept that part of me um mm-hmm. I still lived at the time like you know lived, lived the normal life I guess you could say you know went to school did didn't do much of anything else didn't do much of you know, but just like my own little research, like nothing, I mean, I was just a kid and even like living at home, yeah, yeah. my mom didn't really want, want me to read. So, you know, I just kind of would do my own research, you know, in my own way, go to the library, read up on books, things like that. And then once I, um, once I got out of the house and, and, you know, finished college and all that, I just, that's when I started to like dive into it again. Like I'd go to places and research like more on my own and, and whatnot, but still I didn't. I didn't take the full plunge. You know, I became a teacher. I was a teacher for ten years, an elementary school teacher, and I tried to, yeah, just like I said, live a normal life. You know, <laughs> but it just never. It was always that part of me was always there, kind of telling me like, come on, this is not what you're meant to be doing. <laughs> this is not who you're meant to be. You know, and and eventually I just gave into that and said, okay, I, you know, um, I decided to do what I was meant to do and, and keep on with the paranormal investigations, the, the spiritual practice and, and everything that I do today. I mean, uh, at, mm. at the time it started, I remember it started when, when I first, in 2015, I think was when I decided, okay, I want to meet other people 
like me, other people that have these types of experiences. So I started a show, a podcast called Phenomena Encounters. And through that podcast, I started to um, meet other people that had very similar experiences. And that, that serves as research as well, because you know, I would document everything that they would tell me, everything that, that they had been through, and we would, like, exchange experiences, and I would tell them, you know, yeah, that happened to me too. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, we would talk for an hour on the show, and then and I started meeting all these different people that had all these, like, similar experiences, which I thought was fascinating. And I had that show for about two years, and eventually when, when, I, when I had that show, Phenomena Encountered, I brought on one of my guests. Uh, his name was Dan Cla- Daniel Class. That's his name. I don't know if you know Dan Class. He's the owner of the Hinsdale House in, in um, New York. Yeah, I know who he is. Um, okay, yeah. So very, very good friend of mine. I've known him for years. And um, he he was a guest. One of my very – well, he was like maybe like the fifth guest of the show when I first started the show. And, we, you know, we got along. He was really interesting, and I really loved his story about – you know, his paranormal experience when he was a kid, and I really related to his story. So, you know, we would talk, and then, you know, I brought him on again, and eventually he co-hosted with me. I was like, you know what? Like, people love when you're on as a guest. Do you want to do the show with me? Like, be my co-host, and we'll bring other people on. And we continued down that journey, the <laughs> the radio show thing, and, and eventually where he got, like, where things really took a turn for me at the time I was still a teacher um, was I had one guest on the show. Uh, his name is Christopher Moon. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Chris Moon. He's the first guy to ever use the ghost box in the field. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So I had Chris Moon on, on the show. Well, we both, we decided to bring him on the show and it was just fascinating. I loved the work he did and the ghost box and all that. And from, from there, uh, I ended up because my my friendship with Chris, like we we just like with Dan, I was like, oh my god, this is great, and I love the work you do, and he helped me out with my like psychic abilities and all that. So then I ended up having two different shows. I was like, okay, I've got Phenomena Encountered, now I've got another talk show with Chris Moon, and that's when I started doing more traveling, more traveling, and more uh, paranormal investigations with Dan, with Chris, with, and it just. Uh, it just went, you know, from there I just started. That's when I really started researching, like, a lot more, like, where I could get out. Like, I hadn't been out of, like, South Texas, like, all my life until I started really doing this and traveling. And, and um, from there I was trying to juggle two shows. And But now it's, just, it's, just, it's like, really everything's just, like, totally evolved. I don't have – phenomenon encountered anymore although dan and i are still really good friends and we talk about mm-hmm. you know we should bring that show back at least once a month because <laughs> people love that show so i was like yeah maybe we will but um what came out of that which is still going to this day and i absolutely love the show is box talk with mooney and d with chris moon and that's where we we go on once a week and we do um it, it started out first as a talk show where we would just go on and do like talks about like hauntings and things like that and then it evolved into like okay it's a talk show half of the time and then the second half of the time we're going to do psychic readings and then it's a turn into a psychic reading show <laughs> so part of me like I still miss like the talk show aspect as you can see like I talk and talk and talk and talk and I don't shut up <laughs> oh, <it's> so, fine. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely like I do <laughs> 
I know people are probably like, oh my God, does she ever shut up? But like, I love, I just love talking. I love sharing experiences. And so, um, yeah, it turned, you know, we, we now talk, Chris and I talk, because we're, we're, too, we're what really the, the most important thing that happened all of, out of all of that is that Chris and I ended up um, together. Like we're together to this day. Like, you know, he lives down here. He moved from, uh, from Denver, Colorado. He moved down here to Brownsville, Texas. And we live together. And now we do the paranormal thing together. We go all around the country. We um, investigate different haunted locations. During the fall month, both he and I travel and we go into universities, like different, they'll book us, different universities will book us to go do paranormal presentations for, you know, a group of students. And then we take them out into the campus. And some of them, when we go, which is what I love this from, from what we do, this is the part I love the most, is that some of these kids have never been on a paranormal investigation, but they're so interested. They're like, okay, what's the first step? Or, you know, how should we approach this? What do we do? And it's really cool to sit there with them. And then now remember, I mean, I was a teacher for 10 years, so I love the aspect of sitting down with a group of kids and actually teaching them. But now I'm teaching paranormal, right? So I love that I could combine those two things and sitting with them telling them, okay, so when you go on a paranormal investigation, these are some of the things that you want to do. These are some of the things that you want to avoid doing. And, you know, kind of teaching them this, uh, the basics of like how to, how to get a proper EVP, you know, things like that. And, you know, because some people don't know that there's a certain, like, there's a skill to that, too. You know, you got to ask your question. And, like, right now I'm talk, 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 talking. But when you want to get an EVP, you got to, you ask your question, and then you leave 10 seconds of silence. And then you can ask your second question. And so I, I absolutely love that part of my job, which we do that in the, in the fall months of, like, from September to about November. And the rest of the year we're either traveling, doing other paranormal events, doing house clearings. We have our company that um, where we sell our crystal jewelry. I make spell candles and intention perfume. I mean, we do so many things. Like I can list and list and list of different things we do. But I love it. I love my life and I love what I do. And that's why I say I think the paranormal life chose me, the spiritual paranormal life. And I'm absolutely doing what I'm meant to do right now. How far do you travel when you when – you... Like, do you travel around Texas, or, like, do you go different states? Like, what's the furthest you've uh, you traveled to investigate? Oh, my goodness. You wouldn't believe me. <laughs> we, and, and here's the thing, okay? People, whenever we I tell them how we do this, they're like, you've got to be kidding me. Okay, so Chris and I, we will get in our car, and we will drive anywhere. Everywhere and anywhere. And we have, I mean, there was this one, I want to say it was a summer, where we um, had a whole paranormal, like, haunted location tour that we did because we were filming, at the time, we were filming for, um, we were on another network um, called Viddy Space. And that was uh, back back in the, uh, a year and a half ago, no, two years ago now. Yeah, quite a bit ago, yeah. About two and a half years ago now. Maybe even longer. My gosh, <laughs> yeah. I think I think longer. I think it was 2018. Time flies, doesn't it? Yeah, those are, time does fly. I want to say maybe even four years ago. Wow, gosh, yeah, time does fly. So we were on a network, and it was Viddy Space, and it was the the network that Elizabeth Saint um, at the time she was partnered with uh, Nick Grock, and they had oh, yeah. they bought that network together, and they had shows that would stream live investigations. 
and Chris and I and uh, his mom, we were on a show there that uh, would stream called um, Ghost, Ghost Box Chronicles uh, Live. And uh-huh. at the time, the our producer, our cameraman and producer, Jim Martin, he would book us in different locations, and he, he would fly everywhere because there was no way Jim was going to be driving anywhere. But he would tell us, like, okay, so are you guys going to get your tickets? And we'd be like, nah, we're good. We'll drive it. So there was this one summer that we drove from from down here in Brazil, Texas, all the way up to California in, oh, gosh, the house. I always forget the, the Cohen Bray house in Oakland. That, yeah, that's where it was, the Cohen Gray House. And we did one of our episodes. We filmed one of our episodes there. And then we drove down to, I think that year, if I recall correctly, we drove from California all the way to, I think we drove all the way to New York that year from one side to, yeah. So, I mean, we, and, and then back home. So we went. But we started in Brownsville, drove to California, drove to New York, and then came back to Brownsville. So we did a whole freaking triangle across the U.S. Wow. <laughs> but we've, we've, we've been all over the world. You know, yeah. I mean, there's probably – there's a few states I haven't been to yet in investigative. Chris has probably been everywhere. But um, I, I still have a few on my list. But, I mean, we investigated this one uh, – the name of it. it was really cool it was in florida and it was a really cool um i forgot the name of that place in florida but, uh it was like a, a an old little bar and uh that place was really insanely haunted but not not by anything negative it was just the spirit of the woman it was katie's bar that's what it was called it was katie's bar in florida and the spirit of the woman that was there which was uh, she was tied to the location. It used to be her place, and now her. It was either the daughter or the granddaughter that owns it now and runs it. Uh, it, it was in uh, King's Bar in Jacksonville Beach, is where it was. And this place was probably one of my favorites, even though I spent the least time there, because the woman, and like I told you, I love to talk to spirits and interview them and talk to them and why are you here and what's your story. She had so much to say. And the coolest part about that investigation is that everyone that was watching live got to hear, in her words, her story. So it came to a point that while these words were coming through the box, while they were coming through the box and she was telling us full sentences, everything, we just stopped talking and we just let the audience listen. And the chat room was just going crazy. It was just so interactive uh, because the people that were watching live were like, oh, my God. And, And the best part about that, was that her daughter, who was there with us, was just bawling her eyes out because she was getting to talk to her and she could hear the voice. She said, that is absolutely her voice. And it was, it was a beautiful experience, just so many positive messages coming through. And I think that was probably one of my favorites because of that. It's really cool when you be able to interact with a spirit like that and um, get answers that, you know, most people are not able to um to get when when they're on investigations. Yeah, absolutely. Because like one of the things I I like to say, and that's what we say usually when we go on investigations, uh, Chris and I is like one of the things people need to understand is like the spirits we know they're there. I mean, if you believe in in that, 
if you're if you're a skeptic, you're gonna say, no, there's no such thing. They're not there. But like, let's say you're not skeptical and you know they're there. Why are we gonna waste our time going going into a location saying, are you here? Make a noise if yeah. you're here. Why? Why are we gonna waste our time? Why are we gonna waste? We know they're there. You know. Why don't we spend our time talking to them, getting their story? What's your story? Uh, do you need help? Why are you here? What do you want from us? What's going to bring you peace? And so it's sort of like a way of, 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 of being able to uh, give healing to the spirits that may need healing. I mean, a lot of times they may feel like they're stuck and they can't move on because of this, that, or the other. Maybe they need to get their final, you know, I'm sorry yeah. out into the world, or maybe they need to – and instead of wasting their time, they'd be like, turn on the light if you're here. Tap three times. Okay, we know they're here, but let's talk to them now. What was their name? Why are they here? You know, are they okay? You know, that that's just yeah, that's yeah. what I prefer to do. I prefer, you know. So, yeah, it just fascinates yeah. me. Another location that I absolutely love is, um, and this one's just a lot of fun. The spirits at this location are just a lot of fun. It's the uh, Mason House Inn in Bentonport, Iowa. That thing is, that location is just riddled with spirits, but the spirits there are just so much fun. Like they are, it's like if you're hanging out at a family event, talking to your aunts and your uncles, and they're all just they're enjoying their life, you know, <laughs> like they're just, yeah. and they'll tell you, they'll the talk. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big old paranormal party, and and it got to a point. I'm, we haven't been to that location in a while, but I feel like we got most of that story already, and each individual spirit, you know, story and reason and and what they and and now one of the things that they would tell us repeatedly when we would go to uh, to the Mason House Inn in Bentonport, Iowa, one of the things that would repeatedly be told to us by the spirits is, you know, that we're just here to watch the place. Is that now they're just there to watch the place. Like they, they're not stuck. They're not, and they're just, it's, they're, they're, it's, it's fun. I don't get any negative feeling from that place at all. It's interesting mm-hmm. how certain energies can attract certain like spirits, I guess. Like the, you said the, the negative mm-hmm. energy when you were younger with your parents attracted the negative energy that attacked you when you were, when you were a little girl. And then I'm guessing the Mason house, I guess the energy was pretty good there because the energy is still, still lively and jovial when you, even in the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even in the afterlife, I mean, you'll get your, you know, you'll get your, mischievous spirits that maybe they want to play a joke or a prank, but that's what they are. They're pranksters, right? So mm-hmm. it's yeah. not like they're there to hurt you. They just want to make you laugh or they want to play a prank on you. And, and a lot of those spirits, that's, that's the, the feeling you get. And, and it's, it, you know, like if, if you're somebody, either if you've been investigating different locations, you know, for a long time now, or even if you just are some somebody who can like resonate with different energies or like feel the different energies around you. Like, you, okay, you walk into a room, 
this feels heavy. Even if, whether there's spirits there or not, just like the energy in the room from the other people, right? Like there's people that are sensitive, like the empaths, that they walk into a room and yeah. like the energy here is heavy. The energy, it just, once you have that ability or you, um, because everybody, because let me be clear, everybody has that ability. There's just people that haven't um, developed it. But I, I, everybody has that empathic ability, intuitive ability. Everyone has, but it's just everyone needs to wake up to it. Everybody needs to wake up to it. Some people are thrown into it and plunge into their spirituality, and they, they completely know how to use it, or they just keep their learning every day. And some people, you know, they don't realize or they think, oh, I don't have any abilities, but you do. You just have to tap into them. And so that, when people ask me, like, well, what's your favorite piece of equipment, or what do you... I honestly just, before I use anything when I go into a location, I like to walk around and get, mm-hmm. like, psychic impressions. That's what I like to do. It's, get yourself used to you can, used to things, and you can, you know, feel the energy in the building and see what's there through your senses. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and you can feel, like, that's what I was saying. You can walk into a haunted location and feel, like, if it, if it feels heavy, if it's an empty location, like, wow, the energy here is heavy. You know either something bad happened there or there's some sort of angry spirit. There's something that's off. Or you can walk into a place and say, oh, my God, like, this place, I like, I like this feeling. You know, a lot of happy memories are in there. A lot of good things happen. It just, you know, I, I feel like in this life we live a certain way or things happen and we carry that into the next life. So if somebody was a miserable human being, you know, in life, I feel like they take that with them, don't you think? So, like, if their yeah. if their energy I mean, is still, I, I, yeah, exactly. you know. There, you know, I, I run, yeah. um, I run the cabin on 360. It is a paranormal location here in Virginia. It's there are two houses, mm-hmm. a log cabin, and a um, the brick rancher. Now, in the brick rancher, a girl was raped and murdered in the house. Mm-hmm. Civil War battlefield as well, so it's like a whole bunch of stuff happening in this one location. Now, in the brick, in the actual log cabin, no one actually died there, but in like the late '90s, early 2000s, the the place was raided um, because they were using it as a bordello, and. You go upstairs in one of the back room of the cabin, and there is some, you know, sexual energy in in the cabin. Like, it's not like you walk. It's not like you walk in there and it's, you feel like you know, horny or whatever. But it's more like you know, I've gotten keys <laughs> from like a girl saying I'm naked, and my girlfriend was there with me at the time. It was me, Angie, and I think our friend John, and maybe room. It was dark. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was one of us. It was a girl, and if one if she had said I'm naked, you know, during our EVP session, I've been like, oh, you know, what the hell? So she definitely did <laughs> not say that. But you know, I've captured EVPs of people moaning, and like it seems like whenever people start asking questions that are more of an adult nature in there, they'll get more responses. Uh-huh. Now, I'm wondering. Since like nobody actually died there, if it, it's just the sexual, the energy that the the location is putting off that attracts 
maybe spirits that are more, uh, I don't know, have a have spirits that have dirty minds. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, I, think, like, I I absolutely believe that. Like like yeah. like I believe that like attracts like. So if that's how those spirits were, and that's you know, in in like you say with the bordellos or the spirits, they're like, oh, I'm naked. I'm just you know, it's whether like it's big, residual, whether they're still Adam. there. Yes. <laughs> it's Come like on a in. big sure. yeah. Um, are you still at work? I I absolutely believe. I absolutely do believe that. Like it could attract uh, even other spirits that have no connection to the place they're just attracted it's like it's attracting other spirits that were very sexual in life and now they're having a very sexual a good old time. <laughs> I hate to think about what they're yeah. doing up there I sit on the floor upstairs and eat the fish and do those kind of stuff I'm sitting yeah that's crazy but no I, I think it's it's definitely something that could be and that's why, like, that's why this stuff is, like, so fascinating to me because there's so many different things that you can research and find out about it and go study. And like that, for example, that theory, okay, so if you're in a location where some terrible things happened and there was a murder and there was a satanic ritual and there was this and there was that in life, mm-hmm. like, and they knew that there was facts. They find, found those things. They documented it. So now, you know, you go and the spirits that were – angry and and evil and that would kill people those the spirits you know they're going to be there and they're going to want to hunt and they're just angry miserable so it's going to attract more you yeah. know angry we, negative entities maybe even demons talking, I mean, you don't you never know so yeah talking about the negative energy um so we had this the sexual energy in the in the log cabin but next door is the brick brick rancher is where the negative energy was now this guy, this guy, Randy Lynn Elliott, he shot and killed his 12-year-old sister on uh, hmm. October 4th, 1979. Now, wow. was, from, from what I understand, talking to people who who knew the family, she spent a lot. He spent a lot of time downstairs in the basement of the house, and that's when you come out. When you come out there, that's where the negative energy is downstairs most most of the time. Sometimes it could be up throughout the whole house. Most of the time it's downstairs in the basement. The girl I talked to said that he would, she was friends with uh, Melissa, said he would stay downstairs, and then when it was time for him to come upstairs to eat dinner or, you know, go to bed, whatever, he would just come upstairs, either eat his dinner or slam his his plates in the, in the dishwasher or the sink and then walk right back downstairs again. And then, you know, if he went to bed, he would come upstairs and slam the door. He said he um, he had done like a like some done some cocaine or something that that morning. And mm-hmm. when he uh, he went into his sister's room and she just snapped on him. And he said he blacked out. She said he started yelling. He said she started yelling at him. He said he blacked out. And when he woke up, he saw her body. Laying there with two gunshot wounds in his chest, and he completely black. He didn't remember that, that, that happening at all. Now, oh, wow. forward to I guess it was like March of this year. One of the investigators we had out there asked, um, "What you know if he if the spirit downstairs and the downstairs had anything to do with what happened to Melissa? Did did Rand did he influence Randy to kill her?" And a voice comes through clear as day, like me and me and you talking. He said, "I mm-hmm. sent him on a war." 
I sent him on a what? I sent him on a warpath. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's tragic, but, you know, when you're saying that there was he spent a lot of time in the basement, I, I kind of had a feeling that's where the story was going to go, you know, where the, yeah. this thing influenced yeah, yeah. him to do that. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. And the guilt that I – mean, just think about that. If that's true, if it wasn't him, it, if he was under the influence of this spirit when he committed the outrageous crime against, you know, and killed his little sister, can you imagine the guilt that he lived with that then – it's going to haunt him even in death. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, there are people who have yeah. come out and rented the brick, the, the house, and they they've uh, they don't last very long. Now, I don't know if it's a negative oh. energy there, but they can or, or what, but um, you can tell when people, there's a difference between when people walk in there, like, and then after they leave. Like they go through a transformation, and um, yeah, it, you can definitely tell that it's it's the energy, the negative energy is real. Just like they say, you put positive energy out, you'll get positive stuff back. You put negative energy out, you're gonna get the negative mm-hmm. energy back. And I don't think people absolutely take that seriously. You know, it's like all oh, that's just some spiritual mumbo jumbo. No, it's true. If if you you know, if you are a positive person, you know, you, you'll get more positive things. Nothing bad will ever happen to you if you're positive. That's just ridiculous. But, you know, it's how you look at things and how you put things into perspective Absolutely. that's really important. Absolutely. It's how you look at things, how you put them into perspective, and how you decide to say, okay, what place does this have in my journey? Like, for example, I could have taken – the experience that happened to me, you know, the when I was young, the terrifying, and you know, spiritual warfare that that I lived, it was terrifying, and I could have, I could have taken that and been negative. Oh, why did this? But instead, it was more so fascinating. Fascinating, and I was like, well, you know what? This, I, I always believed, even afterward, that it happened for a reason. It didn't just happen just because. Now that I didn't believe I deserved it, I just felt like. I needed to learn something from that. And now, see, I didn't know this at the time. I didn't know this. When I talk about that story, I'm like, it's crazy because at the time I was so confused. I was like, why did this happen? What did I do? I mean, people would ask me, I remember the pastor asked my mom, did you all play with the Ouija board? What did they bring in the house? They went, they searched the house. It was nothing because my mom was very religious. So she was real like, don't listen to this. Don't watch that. Don't. So we weren't allowed to. So it was like, okay, we didn't do any of those things. And I just didn't, at first I thought, well, I'm being punished. I mean, I went through a little bit of a depression. It was a lot of different emotions. And it's crazy to know that those answers, and they're still, to this day, it's not fully answered, but I'm closer to answering all of them. And it's, I mean, I'm 42 years old now. And it's crazy. I mean, think about that. I was 12 at the time. So, I mean, all these yeah. years later, and it's like, oh, okay, I'm Finally starting to understand, had that not happened, it wouldn't have sent me, yeah, it wouldn't have sent me down this path. Had that not happened, I wouldn't be able to help other people that, you know, that. And I mean, now I spend a lot of my time helping other people that experience, you know, uh, oppression and uh, negative things in their home and how to deal with it. And I learned how to clear it and, 
it's just, I don't know, I feel like it made me stronger in that sense. And I can go into different locations and and I can use my intuition and be like, okay, ah, this, the feeling in here, I don't like it. It's heavy, you know, get the kids out or, you know, yeah, yeah. we need to come back another day. And it's just, it's just, I don't know. I, I'm very grateful for that experience. Believe it or not, I'm it grateful sounds, for it. It sounds to me like you've taken the right path, like through all the twists and turns, you know, going into teaching. Sounds like maybe, you know, it, it, what, what you've done is what you need to do to get to where you are now um but we're uh we're getting close to the end of the show and blog talk has a tendency to cut people off mid-sentence and uh, don't want that to happen while we are chatting so i want to give you the opportunity to let us know like how people can get in touch with you how people can find your crystals or um you know check out your radio show absolutely absolutely so i do the majority of of um uh, the work now that what we do is uh, the majority of it is on TikTok. So I would love it if everybody that's listening could just follow me on TikTok. And my TikTok is at D Butterfly 321, which it's D E E Butterfly 321. Uh, that's where they can find me. And if they can follow uh, Chris's um, TikTok, because we do a lot together on his channel, that's where we do our show now. So they could follow at Psychic Chris Moon on TikTok. Um, that would be great. They can follow my Instagram, which is uh, D Paranormal D E E Paranormal three two one, and here on Facebook. Uh, but the most important, like for for our crystals, we have a Facebook page uh, that is uh, Magic Moon Spirit Jewelry, and it's Magic with the Spirit Jewelry. And um, we also have a website, Magic Moon Spirit Jewelry dot com. But where they'll be able to find us more is on TikTok and. If they follow Chris's TikTok at Psychic Chris Moon, they can catch our live sales that we do every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We do live sales at 7.30 p.m., and it's just a lot of fun. We talk crystals. We talk magic. We talk paranormal spirits, everything. And that's what I would love for everyone to go in and join us on our live sales. I will definitely I'll, – I'll follow you guys both, both you guys, you guys both. Yeah, I can talk. Both of you guys on uh, TikTok, and as soon as I get off of here, um, thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting with me tonight. I've got, I feel like we can, I can have you on again and again and again, and we'll just, you know, absolutely have some more great conversations. Yeah, I definitely appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely, just let me know when, and if you want, you can even have Chris on. He's another great radio show guest to have. <laughs> Perfect. I will, I will uh, contact him and see if he wants to come on sometime this fall. Sounds great. All right. Well, thank you so much, and I will talk to you soon. Have a great night. Thank you, Ryan. Talk to you later. All right. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Let's see here. Let's see if they cut me off here. Uh, Next week, we have Jake Jake Eleanor coming on the show. She is from Buffalo, New York. Going to talk some spirits from Buffalo. Super excited to have her on the show.